Chapter twenty nine of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three. By Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter twenty nine. London, April to September, eighteen twenty two. My uncle Monsieur de Bedet his eldest daughter. Before continuing my literary investigations, I must interrupt them for a moment to take leave of my uncle de Bedet. Alas, it is taking leave of the first joy of my life. Freno non rumorant dies. No rain can stay the flight of days. See the old tombs in old crypts. They themselves, vanquished by time, decayed and without memory, having lost their epitaphs. They have forgotten even the names of those they enclose. I had written to my uncle on the subject of my mother's death. He sent me a long letter in answer, containing some touching words of regret. But three-fourths of his double-folio sheet was devoted to my genealogy. He especially impressed upon me, when I returned to France, to seek out the documents and titles of the descent of the Bedes, entrusted to my brother. Thus neither exile, nor ruin, neither the destruction of his dearest friends, nor the immolation of Louis the Sixteenth warned him of the revolution. He was still in the days of the States of Brittany, and the assembly of the nobility. This fixity of idea in a man's mind is very striking, in the presence, as it were, of the decay of his bodily powers, the flight of his years, and the loss of his relations and friends. On his return from emigration, my uncle de Bede retired to Dinan, where he died, within six leagues of Montchois, without seeing it again. My cousin Caroline, the eldest of my three cousins, is still alive. She has remained unmarried, notwithstanding several respectable proposals, made when she was no longer young. She writes me ill-spelled letters, in which she calls me thou, addresses me a chevalier, and speaks to me of the good old time, in illo tempore. She was gifted with fine black eyes and a pretty figure. She danced like Camargo, and thinks she recollects that I was desperately in love with her, though in secret. I reply to her in the same tone, putting on one side, after her example, my years, my honours, and my fame. Yes, dear Caroline, thy chevalier, etc., etc. It must be thirty or five-and-thirty years since we have met. Heaven be praised for it, for truly I know not what we should think of each other if we should happen to meet. Sweet, patriarchal, innocent, honourable family friendship, your age is past. We no longer cling to our native soil, by a multitude of flowers, branches, and roots. We are born and die separately. The living are eager to cast the deceased into the abyss of eternity, and to free themselves from the burden of his corpse. Of the friends, some follow the coffin to the church, grumbling meanwhile, at having their hours and habits deranged. Others carry their devotion so far, as to follow the funeral procession to the cemetery. The grave once filled, all memory of the dead is effaced. You will never return, days of religion and tenderness, when the son died in the same house, in the same great chair, and by the same hearth, where his father and his grandfather died before him, surrounded, as they had been, with children and grandchildren in tears, receiving the last paternal benediction. Farewell, my dear uncle, farewell, maternal family, which is fast disappearing, like the other portion of my family. Farewell, my cousin of old times, who still love me, as you loved me when we listened in company, to my good aunt de Boitille's doleful history of the hawk, or when you were present at the performance of my nurse's vow, at the Abbey of Nazareth. 
if you survive me, accept the legacy of gratitude and affection which I here dedicate to you. Put no faith in the false smile faintly gathering on my lip while I speak of you. My eyes, I assure you, are full of tears. End of chapter 29